Howdy folks, welcome back to Carbonized Corner on Anchor from Spotify. I'm your host, the play-by-play announcer for Massapequa Athletics, Alex Carbonati. We've been off for a while, we're back though, we've been on Instagram still, but it's alright. We're here back on Spotify, we're still on both platforms, and we're returning finally for a full episode of Carbonized Corner here on Anchor from Spotify. Today a big show, lots of guests, lots to talk about, so get ready, buckle up. Fasten your seatbelt as you enter Carbonized Corner. But first, my open. So here's my open. Once again, folks, welcome back to Carbonized Corner on Anchor from Spotify. We've been on Spotify. We've been on Instagram. Back and forth, of course, the Instagram at my Instagram at Alice Carbonati PXP. So we've been doing interviews and stuff like that. But we're finally back here on Spotify for the first time in two months doing a full episode for you listening live right now. So overall, again, you know, we're still dealing with the virus. We're still dealing with, with the pandemic. And we've talked a lot about how it's affected spring sports, you know, college spring sports, high school spring sports, all of that. And it's still not going away, sadly. You know, we're not focusing on spring. We're, of course, focusing now on the status of college fall sports and high school fall sports. The, the pandemic is still around. It could be a second wave you know, happening. You know, God forbid it doesn't happen. But today we're talking all about how coronavirus is still impacting sports, its, its world, and how there will be a positive and negative effect to sports as we still deal with the pandemic. So, I mean, again, overall, high school sports, college sports, especially that fall season, it could be canceled again. It could be on hold. Who knows what's going to happen right now? And I mean, again, the second wave of the pandemic, it's supposed to hit in the fall. And colleges, some have canceled their season already. Some are still debating whether what to do. Some are still having their year. So there are so many questions. It's all over the place. No one knows exactly how to approach this correctly. But we look at it overall, and who knows what could happen. I mean, before the pandemic really hit big time, we saw some colleges, some Ivy League schools, cancel their sports season. We saw it later down the road when it really hit big time in the U.S. You know, March Madness being canceled, the, the professional sports being canceled. You saw lots of, of, of course, lacrosse was canceled, baseball was canceled, high school and college level. Just overall, the spring sports was canceled. Even though going back to, to, to the March Madness point, I mean, that's a winter sport, obviously. But, of course, that tournament is known in the March Madness. You know, if a college, you know, sport in the winter season, that as big as college basketball could get canceled, of course, something happen, would happen in the spring. That, of course, played out with college lacrosse being canceled and college track and college baseball and college softball. Same thing with high school baseball and high school track and high school lacrosse and high school softball. And just overall, you know, we saw how it played out. And hopefully it doesn't happen, but we could be seeing, again, the same scenario in the fall with soccer, college and high school level, with uh, football, college and high school level, field hockey, cross country, another one, volleyball, another one. So we see it overall. Another, you know, epidemic could happen with this thing and and college fall sports, high school fall sports could be the next victim to fall when it comes to the sports spectrum of things on how coronavirus has damaged and hit the sports world thus far. So again, you know, high school sports. Same thing with them, you know, those seniors, they can lose their senior year just like the spring senior athletes did. Example for Massapequa, John Giller, big senior to watch out for this upcoming fall in the football world. Kaylin Ritchie comes to my mind for a senior for girls soccer. 
I mean, Tom O'Neill, Mike Savella, those boys soccer players, Connor Curran, another one. Those three I'm expecting a lot out of to be the next stars for Massapequa as senior leaders. So those are just some examples right there of some of the athletes that can really be, be hit badly for Massapequa athletics. Let's say this, this fall season does not happen for these athletes and for the college level. I mean, overall, I mean, how all these college athletes, especially the freshmen, but also the college seniors. And when it comes to college football, especially, you think about Justin Fields, you think about Trevor Lawrence, you think about some of those top college prospects in the football world. Let's say that season gets canceled or there's a possibility they might move that season to the spring. What does that mean for them? What does that mean for their draft status? So many questions, so many scenarios going on, you know, with this pandemic still looming around. And again, the second wave expected to hit soon, expected to hit this fall. Hopefully we're, we're all predicting wrong about this thing. Hopefully the second wave doesn't come at all. But, you know, this could be another disaster for college sports, for high school sports, for the sports world, world overall. And again, hopefully it doesn't happen. I mean, again, for college freshmen, you know, that college experience, they've been dreaming about that for a long time. It's going to be on hold. For college seniors, you know, the final season could get canceled just like the college spring seniors. But let's say that happens. Could they be ruled another extra year of eligibility just like what happened to the college spring seniors? Could they come back next year for an extra season? Who knows what can happen? So, you know, it could be either the last time they play that, that, that college sport for the college seniors, or again, they could be in the same boat just like the college spring seniors come back for a possible extra year of eligibility thanks to the NCAA ruling. But I mean, so many questions, so much to get into. We'll talk about all about today, about what's going on in the college world, in the high school sports world. And just overall, how we're still dealing with this pandemic. Lots of questions, lots of scenarios, a laundry list of guests for you today on Carbonized Corner. We'll get right into it. So that's my open. Let me know what you think either on Instagram at AliceCarbonatiPXP or shoot me an email at acarbonati16 at gmail.com. One more time, acarbonati16 at gmail.com. That's my open. We'll be back in one second here on Spotify. This is Carbonized Corner. So, folks, here we are back on Carbonized Corner, and the first segment today, I mean, again, the focus of the show is, is to talk about the status of college fall sports and high school fall sports. And, I mean, today we start with college football, and overall, you know, college football is easily the most popular college sport in the country from the tailgate, the student sections, to multiple bowl games, national championship, you name it. And let's say college football does not happen because of this whole pandemic going on. You know, many people would be hurt by that. That that would be a big heartbreaker. Obviously, that would happen to the college world, to the, to the sports world overall. But there are also possibilities of that season being moved to the spring. So either way, we could see some of those possibilities. Let's see how it all plays out. Let's talk with someone who's a real NFL college football football expert to begin with. That's the one and only Brian Baldinger, a former NFL lineman, a analyst on NFL Network, and the host of Baldy's Breakdown on Twitter. Mr. Baldinger, thank you so much for coming on. Overall, you know, when you hear these scenarios, when you think about these possible scenarios that could happen, what races in your mind? 
I cringe, Alex. I cringe just hearing you say that. I was making faces. It was like a bad phone call. I mean, I'm the ultimate optimist. Two weeks ago, I would have said, September 10th, kick it off, baby. Let's go. Let's go to Kansas City. Let's go see the $500 million man, Patrick Mahomes. Let's go. Uh, you know, when the SEC announced two weeks ago that school's opening in the fall and all 14 teams in the SEC are reporting for football camp, I was like, let's go. And now, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pulling my jets. And I don't know. I mean, I don't feel films right now. I'm in my third floor office. I'm doing about 10 different things at once here. And at the same time, I'm thinking, what in the world is going to happen to this world if we can't play football on time here? It's going to be a disaster. I mean, it. yeah, it's going to be insane. I mean, it's like some bizarre world that we can't believe is actually happening. But overall, again, let's say college football does not happen. What does that mean for college sports, especially college fall sports? Well, I mean, let's face it. I mean, in the Power Five conferences, Alex, football uh, primarily pays for all the sports and all the activities, girls and boys sports. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it is a huge, I mean, the television revenue from the various networks, whether it's the Longhorn Network or the SEC Network or the Big Ten, I mean, all that produces tremendous amount of income. Sure. Football fuels it. And I don't know what happens to those checks from those networks if they don't have a product. I mean, I don't know how that stuff works right now. I don't, I don't know that the colleges know or the universities or the conferences know. But, I mean, that basically pays a good a deal of the freight. And the amount of – if you just take a school like Alabama, Alex, sure. and, you know, since Nick Saban has been there. I mean, obviously a proud, proud history going back to the Bear and all that. But, I mean, since – since Nick Saban got there, I mean, anybody that's been to Tuscaloosa, I mean, it is a top university. It never stops growing. It never stops attracting great professors right now. It's a hard school to get into. People want to go there. People want to be associated with the winner. And I'm only mentioning that aspect because the alumni dollars that pour in to those, you know, to those coffers at schools like that because of football, because of winning, because of the tradition, I mean, does that stop periodically here at least for a while if there's no football all those things are to be considered I mean really and you mentioned Alabama you you can also mention the Clemsons and the Ohio States and the LSUs and all those top uh, football programs Oklahoma another one that comes to my mind how do those schools and those fans handle a, a situation like this I really don't know, Alex. I mean, obviously, you know, there's no template. Uh, there's no guidebook. None of us have been through it before. I do Big 12 games on Saturday, and I have since 2011. I mean, I know every square inch of every single university in the Big, uh, in the big 12, all 10 schools. And uh, it would just be devastating if on the campus of Baylor or TCU, at that beautiful stadium that they have, sure. or what Matt Wells is doing out at Texas Tech in Lubbock. I mean, those schools, are, you know, what they're doing – Kansas State, and I mean, it's just you know Matt, you know Matt Campbell at Iowa State. I mean, those schools have tremendous home fields, and they're I mean those schools celebrate all weekend long. Um, you try to get a parking spot at Oklahoma on a Saturday, you're too late. You better get there on Friday or Thursday night right. in order to get on, on on campus there to get a parking spot. 
When it comes to top players, and I mean, again, 2021 should be another big draft in the NFL. And two players that definitely come to my mind to watch out for, Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, Justin Fields at Ohio State. How do players like that ha- handle the situation? How does it impact their draft status, let's say this season does not happen, or if it goes into the spring? Well, I mean, a lot of, if, if it goes to the spring, I mean, I've heard the question posed. A player has to be in school for three years. Okay. It doesn't say he has to play for three years. He has to be in school for three years. So technically, they would all be in school. I mean, if I was Trevor Lawrence, I don't know that I would play in the spring. I mean, I know that, you know, Clemson, you know, is, is relying on him. But if you're telling me play another football season or risk injury in order to uh, and, and to have your stock drop, you know, from being the first or second or third pick in the draft. Right. I mean, there's going to be people that are going to advise him not to play, just like there's people advising players not to play in these bowl games now. You know, starting with Christian McCaffrey three years ago, it was probably a wise move for Christian McCaffrey. He mm-hmm. hasn't missed a, a game in the NFL. But what if you'd gotten hurt in Stanford's bowl game? Right. So you're not going to see players play in these bowl games anymore. Um, and I don't know, I mean, the great ones anyways, and I don't know that in the two guys you talk about with their draft status pretty secure as it is I don't know that they can improve their draft status that much more by playing and I'm not telling them they shouldn't play I'm not advising one way or the other I'm just answering the question it is certainly something to imagine if Joe Burrow came did not have to play last year, sure. and and he did. And let's just say he doesn't throw sixty touchdowns, and he's the you know Heisman Trophy winner. What if he got hurt? I mean, he would have been the first pick in Cincinnati. Right. So I mean, those are considerations for players that probably don't have that much more to prove playing another year of college. If 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 it goes all the way to the spring, you might as well just get ready for it just the way Nick Bosa did. Nick Bosa in his senior year, in his last year at Ohio State, sure. played into, you know, got hurt in the first half of his third game against TCU. They opted not to play any more football. It was the right move. He's a second pick. He's an elite player in the NFL right Definitely. now. He did, the college did what he needed him to do. He got him drafted, uh, got him polished, and now he's an elite player in the NFL. And, I mean, overall, I mean, we talk about, of course, the college and the NFL transition. But when it comes to the NFL mostly, how does the NFL suffer from something like this? Whether the season, again, happens in the spring or if it gets canceled, how does the NFL handle the situation? Do they plummet? Well, I don't know yet, Alex. Uh, you know, the, the networks pay an awful lot of money for the rights to televise these games. You know, whether it's ESPN or uh, Fox or sure. CBS. I mean, they pay NBC. They pay an awful lot of money. That is a huge part of uh, the overall income that the that the NFL produces. Uh, it's in the billions of dollars of television revenue. Not to mention people like myself and thousands of other people that make their living uh, covering the NFL. So all of that is in the balance if they don't play an NFL season this year. I don't know how many of those contracts are going to get paid, how many are going to be furloughed, how many just kind of fall away. I mean, all those, I mean, the, the, the economic impact, um, I don't know that it can be measured at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, definitely. And, I mean, overall, again, let's let's paint this picture. Let's say right now, let's pretend there is a spring season uh, for college football. Let's say that happens right now. How would that look? Paint me a picture of how of how that would look right now in the eyes of Brian Baldinger. I mean, well, I mean, I, I just think that. 
I mean, you'd still get fans. People would still go to games. But it would lose everything that we associate with the fall. I mean, we associate football with the perfect, it's always been described as the perfect season. You you start Labor Day weekend, the summer is over, um, and it goes all the way uh, through the holidays, uh, bowl season, uh, playoffs, and then uh, all the way to January. It's a five-month season. We go from the heat of summer, uh, we go all the way until the the midwinter. And it's always been the perfect season. Uh, hockey, basketball, baseball, it all just gets out of the way. And football steamrolls everything. And we associate fall weekends with college football and the NFL and the change of the seasons. And everything about football for 100 years now has been associated with the fall. I, I, I mean, I think it loses a great deal if you play in the spring and you go up against baseball and you go up against NBA playoffs and sure. the NHL playoffs. I think you lose a great deal. Let's say, I mean, again, that happens, but but a possible scenario, again, is that they might move football to the spring. They might have baseball in the fall. Let's say that flip-flop happens. What happens with that? How do people react to that? How does that come out? I mean, look, baseball will benefit. I mean, especially if you get a big, you know, big market. If the Yankees got in there, or the Dodgers got in there. I mean, those markets always drive uh, the postseason playoffs. But it could be a Cinderella team that nobody's talking about. I mean, imagine if the Mets, you know, were able to somehow, you know, keep guys healthy and play good baseball and get there. I mean, you could have a Cinderella in there. I mean, it would be, you know, I mean, watching the Chicago Cubs win, you know, the World Series a few years ago. I mean, sure. it was a great. American story uh, in a great American city. I mean, if we got something like that, that, that could help. But nothing can replace football in the fall. Nothing. Um, you got an election going on that will probably captivate a great deal of the audience through the beginning of November and maybe thereafter, depending on what happens. Um, that would you know, sort of take some of the attention off it. But then again, football took our attention off some of that stuff that we wanted to take off. So, uh, look, I, I don't see how uh, anybody – could possibly benefit by not playing. I mean, even if we could play with no fans, like they're doing in the Bundesliga right now, right. Uh, and some other sports, I mean, that would be better than nothing. Right. But I believe that if they play football in the fall, that there will be fans in the stands. I don't know how many, Alex, but I do believe that stadiums will allow fans in, at least to start, and we'll see how that goes. Now, you played college football at Duke. You obviously played your... Uh... 11 years in the NFL, you played with Philadelphia, Dallas, Buffalo, the Colts even as well. You know, send some advice to a college player right now. How do they handle the situation? You have not been in a situation like they have been. It's like a whole new experience. But you do have that college football experience, of course, and that professional experience as well. What do you say exactly word for word to a college football player or any college athlete at all? Well, I mean, I just look, I have nieces and nephews that had their spring sports canceled right. in college and, and high school this sure. year. I mean, it was, I mean, I don't know if you know, in Massapequa, I mean, it was a bummer. Yes, definitely. You know, girls lacrosse, boys lacrosse, I mean, they've been powerhouses in Nassau County. Baseball? Uh, baseball's been a powerhouse. I mean, those kids, those seniors, and the other classmen, they didn't get a chance to play and compete. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was devastating. I can't imagine what it would be like not to, you know, be able to participate right now. Uh, Matt Spiegel girls soccer played in the state finals, you know, in Cortland, Cortland uh, in New York uh, last last yeah. uh, fall. I mean, if they couldn't, you know, uh, defend their titles of Long Island, Nassau County, it would be awful. They 
couldn't if they couldn't do that. What I would tell a kid though, right now, is look, sports are always about adversity. Whether it's overcoming the odds, overcoming injury, this is just more adversity. And how you overcome that in large part, determines your fate, determines your level of success, determines a lot about who you become. And so I would just say this is, you know, tremendously adverse times for all athletes of all ages. Um, and so, you, you, you know, you got to find a way to, to get through it, to make yourself better. I always believe that players can always get better, even without coaching, without structure. If you want to get better, you'll find ways to get better. I mean, you could go on YouTube and watch the greats teach the game right now. You could follow Baldy's breakdowns and I can teach the game of football. Whatever it is. I mean, I think you've got to find other ways right now uh, besides structured activities to find ways to get better at your skill sets. And there are ways. So I think the ones that become successful are ways that are those athletes and find other ways right now to develop. I mean, overall, and I mean, really, this is just so unprecedented. It's really incredible. Any athlete, how does an athlete, you know, prepare for this? Let's say it's a high school senior or it's a college senior or it's even a professional player. I mean, again, something you have not dealt with. How do they transition to the next level they can, let's say, without a high school senior year or a college freshman year, senior year, whatever it may be? Or if they're a rookie, let's say, in the NFL, they lose that year. How do they transition to the next level in order to be the players they want to be at that next level? Well, I think uh, the, the, the only way to treat it right now, um, almost every athlete at every level gets injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them miss seasons because of it. Sure. Um, and, and, but I, 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 I mean, I would just say that you have to treat this like an injury. Okay. Like this is an injured season. And that there's going to be sports, there's going to be football, there's going to be, you know, whatever sport you play, it's going to return. Uh, now, if you're a high school senior and you never played another, you know, another sport in your life, that, that would be just traumatic. Mm-hmm. But you've got to relish in the games that you did play and the teammates you did uh, meet and the success or the failures that you did have. Uh, you just got to treasure those even more. But for everybody else that does have a future at whatever level, you've got to treat this year, if there is a, a delay or a cancellation of your season, you got to treat it like an injured season and that you're, gotta, you're going to come back from it. And the only way to come back from an injury is to come back stronger. And that's how you have to do it. You have to come back mentally stronger. I mean, really powerful stuff right there from Brian Baldinger. Thank you so much for joining me again. Brian Baldinger, former NFL offensive lineman, a analyst for NFL Network, the host of Baldy Breakdown on Twitter. Brian Baldinger, thank you again so much for joining me today on Carbonized Corner. All right, Alex. Nice to join you, man. So that's Brian Baldinger, a former NFL offensive lineman, a current analyst at NFL Network, and the host of Baldy's Breakdown on Twitter. Brian, thanks again for joining me today on Carbonized Corner. Next up, we'll talk with Julian Haddon, Duke sophomore, about the soccer season and what the status is over there. All right, folks, welcome back to Carbonized Corner on Anchor from Spotify. Back here with you. We just talked with Brian Baldinger. Let's flip things around. Let's talk some college soccer. And our guest a star at the collegiate level, someone who is an incoming sophomore at Duke University for Duke women's soccer. I mean, just a star with Massapequa, her ninth grade year and, and her 10th grade year, a state champion, really took her game to another level at the travel and national level. 
her junior and senior year of high school, which led to her recruiting at Duke University. She's currently at Duke. Her past freshman year, two goals, uh, six total points, averaging 16 points a game. Truly a star. The one and only Julia Hannon joins me now on Carbonite Corner. Julia, thanks so much for coming on. It's great to have you. And overall, you know, when you hear these possibilities about a possible a fall season, possibly being canceled, or, you know, college and high school, what do you think about what does that mean to you? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Alex. Um, I always love talking with you. And to answer your question, um, all I can say, and um, most most athletes, uh, most collegiate level athletes will give you this answer, is everything is up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, um, playing in ACC is a bit of an advantage just because we're considered one of the Power Five conferences. But... Um, Based off of uh, past news today, I'm sure you heard that the Ivy League has canceled uh, fall sports. Right. And it would just be really interesting to see if conferences follow their lead. Um, I have no insight to that as of now. Um, I personally think that um, the ACC will do what they think is best for for their conference, and I don't think they're necessarily going to follow everything that the Ivy League does. as of now, I'm reporting to, to Duke in late July, um, but of course everything is subject to change. I mean, overall, how is Duke handling the situation? To your knowledge, how is Duke looking at this fall season? How are they a, uh, approaching it? Uh, to my knowledge, um, their first and foremost concern is not only um, the student athlete safety, but the coaches and the surrounding staff that goes along with um, any athletic program. Um, I know a lot of discussion is that the risk for student athletes is low, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily a safe environment because coaches tend to be older and they can bring it back to their loved ones, their their children, their their spouses, right. um, and athletic staff as well tends to be in the um, the upper range of age. Um, so from my from my knowledge, I think the bigger concern is the the community as a whole, not just not just the athletes. And overall, you did mention about that Ivy League ruling. And again, on Carbonized Corner for this episode, just so the audience knows, we're recording this over a period of time of days. So if we're not updated by the time that we get this program out, we apologize ahead of time. But either way, Julia, back to your point. I mean, we saw it happen for the spring season. The the, the Ivy League started to shut down. Everybody else started to follow after that. Do you think that could possibly happen again this fall? Is that logistic? Um, it's certainly something that I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be shocked. I would be devastated. I I would be frustrated, but, um, it's not about me. It's not about Duke Athletics at this point. It's about, um, everyone's safety and what comes after safety is having, having a successful season. So, um, the answer to that is no, I would not be surprised, but, Every, every day my fingers are crossed that we have a season. 
And again, have you transformed to the freshman player you were last uh, last year? Again, entering the sophomore year. The sophomore year could be arguably the biggest year for any college athlete or even high school because you're taking that next step from that uh, that underclassman leader to becoming an upperclassman leader. Talk to me about how a lost sophomore year could be really devastating to not only your career, but any athlete's career. Yeah, so um, going into sophomore year, it's really comforting to know that you've had a year of experience and you, you understand the ropes of things because every athletic program is different and you learn... Um, the little things that count and uh, things that coaches and uh, staff like to see from you. So I've definitely picked up all of that knowledge, I mean, as, mo as much as I can my, my freshman year. And going into sophomore year, I am more than ready to, to show what I know and to prove that I have improved not only throughout the season, but in the off season. Um, ever since quarantine, I really have dedicated, um, you know, six days out of, out of seven days of the week. Um, getting better so I feel confident in my ability to step in and make an impact my, my sophomore year um, not not in a cocky way more so in a confident way and just trusting my my ability and my experience how can you still be dominant at that college level with the sophomore season again we talk about this overall and without that sophomore year that could be really devastating how can you still be a dominant force show that when you come back as a junior let's say this sophomore year doesn't happen how can you still show that you are still the same player you are the same player you were freshman year Right. Well, um, assuming um, that the NCAA will follow the same rules that they did for spring sport athletes, um, one could assume that if the season were not to happen, we would get another year of eligibility sure. as well. Um, so I technically would be a redshirt sophomore, or you know, they may just stick to the term sophomore because everyone's in the same boat. Mm -hmm. But um, I wouldn't call it devastating at all. Um, in fact, I would view it as an opportunity. Um, again, we everyone talks about growth, 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 but like sometimes you just gotta play in order to grow. So, um, in in terms of lack of game experience, it certainly is frustrating for any player because you get tired of training with the same five people, you get tired of training individually with the same trainer from your hometown. You know, you like you like change and you mm -hmm. like challenge, and sometimes that's super hard to get when you're you're sitting at home. Um, but by no means would I call it devastating if we did not um, get our sophomore season because I know I would get it back. What can you learn? What can any athlete learn and take in? You know, from this scenario. And I mean, you know, the spring seniors, the the spring college athletes, and high school level. You know, to, you know, we're the first prime example of what can happen with something like this. What can you as a fall athlete, what can all fall athletes learn and take in from something like this? Um, I think the number one thing is uh, it's not all about you. Mm -hmm. um, it's about being selfless and responsible as an individual and carrying yourself in a way that keeps everyone safe. Um, so don't go to that party. Don't don't go to the store without a mask on um, if you don't have to. Um, keep following the social distance protocol because you are not greater than any of those rules. Even if you think you're not going to get it, 
um, you're not superior to this disease, or I mean this, uh, this virus, excuse me, and uh, I think the number one thing that all student athletes and, and regular students is that um, you're not, you're not um, the name, number one priority. Definitely. And I mean, again, we've seen a uptick in, you know, most young people now getting this illness. And overall, let's let's flip to some positive talk. And again, let's say the season happens. Let's say we end up playing college football and college soccer and all these sports in the fall. Same thing at the high school level. But, you know, back to Duke soccer. How dangerous can Julia Hatton really be in her sophomore season? You know, if the season happens and um, there's still a lot of talk about it happening, um, I'm more than ready to to step onto that that field in preseason and earn earn uh, my role on the team, whether that be um, getting the minutes I got last year mm-hmm. or or more. And my plan is to to get more minutes. So um, I love to be an attacking force, an offensive force, and um, scoring scoring goals is my all time favorite thing to do. So I, I hope to raise that number two. Uh, to five or so, mm-hmm. um, if possible. So, you know, and I'm not even going to set a number on it. However many goals I can score, however many assists I can contribute is is what I'm looking into this fall. Overall, what are some of your top goals? What, what do you personally want to accomplish on your own personal level, on the field and off the field for Duke this upcoming year? Um, last year, I was a bit more... Um, more quiet. Mm-hmm. I was um, more of a sponge, taking in information. Sure. And this season, I want to shed that light onto the freshmen. I want to um, be more uh, of a leader and start earning that leadership role. It's still it's still a bit early in the the in terms of the four years at college, but starting sophomore year is certainly better than becoming a leader your junior or senior year. Sure. Um, and what I want to do is continue to bring that intensity to every practice and every game that I'm able to play in, um, because ultimately the team that that wants it more and is more intense has a greater work ethic and is more driven is is probably going to win the game. What can you do right now to make sure your goals happen? To make sure that Julia Hannon still is that top player for Duke, and she sets her own Duke legacy as a Blue Devil herself. I have multiple trainers. I have been playing um, with groups of eight or less following protocol, but also getting that um, more realistic game experience because although working out individually, running around the track is great and stuff and you get your fitness up, it is not the same as playing an 11 v 11 soccer game and it never will be. Soccer players like to joke around about being fit versus game fitness, mm-hmm. and it's really it's really no joke. So um, as as much as I can, I try to play with other people, um, and I think that's the best way to go about it right now. Of course, staying um, safe with the protocol. Um, other than that, just uh, getting any advantage I can by doing the right things with my body, uh, eating healthy, uh, staying hydrated, and any injury prevention that I can do is will hopefully give me an edge when I get to campus. 
Julia seems ready. She seems focused. She's locked in and loaded. Just hopefully it happens this sophomore year for her. I mean, really a talent to watch out for. Julia Hannon, a current soccer player at Duke University, one of the best of all time for Massapequa, one of the greatest athletes you'll ever see. Julia, thanks so much for joining me today on Carbonized Corner. Thanks so much, Alex. Have a great rest of your night. You too. Stay safe now. So overall, again, that is Julia Hannon. And overall, you know, take in that advice, folks. Take in the words from Julia Hannon. I mean, she's that college athlete, a sophomore, looking to get to that sophomore year. She's an example of what we could be dealing with. What she She's an example of what can happen to a player just like that this upcoming fall. Let's say the sports, the fall sports, do not happen. Either way, let's flip things around. We'll be right back on Carbonized Corner. John Giller joins me in just a second on Carbonized Corner. All right, folks, welcome back to Carbonized Corner on Acre from Spotify. We just talked with Julian Hannon about college soccer and the possibility of Duke having their women's soccer season. You know, it's not big, of course, not only for college sports, the the decision that, that will be made this fall. High school sports also plays a major role, and our guest right now is probably the biggest factor, I think in my opinion at least, for whether or not he plays his, his sport at the college level next year. This is a player who took off his junior year. He The, the, the man was phenomenal. The man was lights out. Over 1,000 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, only one interception, and he also did it with his legs. Over six, 600 hundred rushing yards, eight touchdowns, a key reason why Mashpequa was a top-four team in Nassau County this past year. That's your friend and mine, the gunslinger, John Giller. John, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And overall, you know, this is a big senior year coming up for you. Not because of, you know, what can you do to prove yourself as a senior, but you're also looking to play some college ball, and the senior year could be your pivotal year. When you hear these possibilities about a possible canceled year, what do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I'm trying really hard not to stress about it, you know. Everyone's, you know, on their on their heels waiting to see what the decision's going to be. But, you know, I know everyone in our on our team is uh, grinding to uh, be the best they can be, even if there is a season. And, uh, you know, we know everyone's working. We know other teams are working, and, and we're working just as hard. Uh, just in case, you know. So uh, the thing is, hope. Like we have to, we just have to stay hopeful. And uh, you know, it's right as of right now, no one knows what's going on. Yeah, I mean, again, everything is so up in the air. You know, co- college-wise, they might even cancel the year, or they might even move it to the spring. Let's say somehow in the high school world that baseball is moved to the fall. Uh, football is moved to the spring like that, like how they might do it at the college level. How would you react to that? What are your thoughts on that possible scenario? Hey, I mean, as long as we're able to get on the field, I wouldn't mind it. You know, I mean, I just want, I just want to play some ball. It doesn't matter what what time of year. It's just we got to get our reps in. And, you know, no one wants to miss a season. And uh, unfortunately enough, you know, I knew a bunch of seniors this year who uh, who lost the baseball season, right. who lost the, you know, soccer season or lacrosse season. And it's just tough to see that happen. And I don't want it to happen to me. Definitely, enemy. And again, you would be in another boat of players that are dealing with this once-in-a-lifetime experience. I mean, overall, again, a, a top junior year. You really showed your worth as the quarterback for Mashpequa and and 
John, I'll, I'll be honest. Entering this year, I think you're the best quarterback in Nassau County. I mean, the way you you know worked your butt off last year and the way you put up those numbers. And next year, you know, this upcoming year, some of those top players that were seniors last year, they're graduating. You're a senior coming up this year. My mind, you're the you're the number one guy to watch out for. And I mean, overall, you know, let's say this senior year does not happen for you. How jeopardized is a possible college football career for you? You know, I appreciate you, Carm. You always you always hype me up a lot. I love it. Um, yeah, it's it's a big thing. You know, um, I've had a dream to play college uh, any ball. You know, since I was young, and mm-hmm. uh, originally my uh, my go to sport was baseball. But you know, I, I love football way too much, and I made the decision that I wanna I wanna go for it. I wanna go to the next level of football. And uh, yeah, if I if if there's no season this year, then it's definitely it's definitely tough for recruiting and stuff. You know. Like camps will be canceled, and you know you'd have to work with a little amount of film. You know, you only got one year of film under your belt. It would have been better if I had two years. So it wouldn't be difficult, and I uh, I wouldn't like that very much. Do you think there's still a chance of you being recruited by that only junior year? What What are the possibilities of that? Do you have to have that senior year, John? Hey, you never know. I mean, um, I don't like to talk way too much about colleges that have reached out to me, but uh. You know, there's there, there's colleges that have reached out and said, you know, they know that the uh, senior season is uh, jeopardized, and uh, even so, you know, they'd have me come down, look at the field, look at like the school and stuff like that. If I was interested, you know, you never know. It's a shot. And overall, I mean, personally for you, and again, you love this game. You work your butt off like no one else. What would it mean to not have this senior season? Oh, I mean, it would just be heartbreaking. It would be it would be just as bad as what happened this year, you know? I love sports way too much to just throw them away. Mm-hmm. It's everything that I've been working for since I was a kid, you know, it, it comes to now. You, you show that now at a high school level, and uh, it would just be so uh, heart-wrenching to uh, just give it up for nothing. And, I mean, overall, again, you not, not only play football, you play baseball, as you mentioned. You also play basketball, so you are that three... Uh, season sport type of athlete and overall you mentioned back to the seniors this past year who lost their baseball senior year and the lacrosse senior year you know have you talked with some of those guys let's say something like that happens are you prepared for it by talking with some of these guys what advice have they given to you about this possible scenario oh of course yeah I mean I'm buddies with a bunch of guys who lost their season and you know, every time I every time I talk to them, it just seems every time they have a crack in their voice, anytime they talk about it, because, you know, they were so amped and ready to get a, a spring season going in their final year, and, uh, you know, it's tough. I mean, it, it obviously helps talking to them, but, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be good just to piggyback off them. I, I don't want to have the same feeling they did, and I'm sure they don't want me to have the same feeling they did, because I'm sure it just killed them inside. Definitely indeed. And I mean, overall, you know, again, let's say you end up playing college football. Let's say you get recruited by only the junior year. Let's say the senior year does get canceled. How do you take that into effect? How do you prep for the next level at that college level without that high school senior year where to show what type of leader you can be at the high school level and how you can transition completely from high school ball to college ball? Talk to me about that. Yeah, I've thought about that a lot, and uh, you know, I, I know a couple ball players for football who have went to the next level, who have played college, and they said it's like a it's it's a different animal. Sure. You know, it, it's a complete it's a complete job, and 
to do something like that, you know, it would have to take a lot of focus, persistence, working out, effort, all that type of stuff, just to, you know, I mean, high school ball is fun, but uh, college ball, you're not allowed to be lazy. You just, you just got to keep it going. Definitely. And I mean, again, you know, let's focus more on the positives, though. And John, I've been one of your biggest fans. You know that. And people can call me biased. People can call me whatever the hell they want. You really are a hell of a talent, and we really saw it this past year with your junior year as the new starting quarterback for Massapequa. You know, what can you do your senior year? What can you do to make you even 10 times more dangerous than you were last year? What can, what would it mean to, for John Glow to have a sensational senior year that personally people like me are predicting? You know what, Carm? A magician never gives away his, uh, his secrets, but... Uh... <laughs> You know, I just, I'm just gonna play ball. I just, I just want to get out there and play. I want my, I want my team to succeed. I want everyone to succeed. I mean, I don't care if my numbers are trash compared to last year. As long as we're winning football games, I, that's, that's all I care about. You know, I, I want to have a dominant year. I want to be that guy who's able to take over. But if not, I want just want to be winning football games. I mean, I mean, again, I get that completely. And overall, you know, I mentioned your stats. Over 1,000 passing yards, the 14 touchdown passes, the uh, rushing yards, over 600. You had the eight rushing touchdowns, too. I mean, really an offensive force. What can you do? How can you put up the same or even better numbers, you know, your senior year than you did in your junior season? Well, yeah, it is a big advantage because, you know, last year uh, I'm, a, I'm a year younger than most of the seniors who – get to go out there and play and stuff like that so I have the uh, experience level I have one year down you know I, I've been on varsity since I was a sophomore and uh, you know I got to learn and adjust to the varsity level and now that I'm comfortable I feel like I can just sit in the driver's seat and put it on cruise control definitely and I mean you know again you know right now we've talked about what could happen in the future what can happen what's happened in the past let's talk about right now this exact moment what can you do right now John to make sure that season happens for you I mean, I've just been working. Uh, you know, uh, it's all you gotta do. You just gotta keep working. I mean, I, I, I'm going. I'm working out two, three times a week. I'm running. I'm, you know, I'm throwing. I'm getting training and stuff like that. I want to be the best player I could be when and I, sorry, if and when we have this season. You know, I want to be able to to live up to people's names. You, you're one of the biggest people who have supported me. In, the, in, the, in this journey, and you, you said you were one of my biggest fans, and I appreciate that, but, you know, I'm working. That's that's the people I want to prove to right. that, I, that I got it, you know? I want to prove to the people who are always looking and got my back. I mean, John, you've been a hard-working horse from the beginning. The man is a tank, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, seriously. And overall, I mean, again, he puts it in day, day in and day out. John, I've seen some of your workout videos, and when it comes to how about, you know, your style and how you're improving your style, my friend, it keeps getting better and better. And overall, you know, John Giller, thanks so much for joining me today on Carbonized Corner. The quarterback for Massapequa football, truly a talent in Nassau County. And for folks that really doubt this guy or doubt any Massapequa athletes, really do not double down on that doubt. Because John Giller will take that foot, that cleat, and ram it up your backside. I'm serious. But, John, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it, my friend. You stay safe. We'll talk soon. I love you, Connor. Nice to be here. You got it, brother. See you later. So, again, that's John Giller. And overall, you know, he is really at stake. His career, his football college career is on the line. And he's a great example of what the negative side could be. Let's say this season does not happen, ladies and gentlemen. 
So really, we need to have this season, college and high school. And for players like John, you know, let's say something does not happen, you know, positively, the results can be really, you know, consequential down the road. That's John Giller. Next up, we'll be talking with Johnny Cassignazzi and Vinny Masana, two baseball scholars. They join me next on Carbonized Corner, all on Anchor from Spotify. All right, folks, welcome back to Carbonized Corner on Anchor from Spotify. Just talked with John Giller about high school football. Let's flip back to college baseball. And overall, you know, this is also big for that sport as well. And the determining factors could be whether or not baseball is in the fall, football is in the spring, and how college baseball could be in effect at the same time. That means college football could be in the spring. College baseball could be in the fall. Let's see how that plays out. Let's talk with two guys who really know about the game of baseball, who have played the game game of baseball, two scholars in the baseball world. Johnny Cassignazzi, a current UNC commit and a Massapequa legend in the game of baseball, joining me right now. And Vinny Masana, the, the founder of Access Baseball, a scout for the San Diego Padres. They both are live with me right now on Carbonized Corner. Gentlemen, how are you? Excited to be on here again. Thank again, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. And overall, you know, this is a really big scenario. We're we're obviously dealing with this pandemic. It's been crazy the past few months. And overall, when you hear these possibilities of college football getting moved to the spring, baseball getting flip flop to the fall, what goes through through your guys' minds? Johnny, let's start with you. You're that player entering that that college baseball season next year as that freshman. What do you think about? It? Uh. Um, honestly, I'm not trying to think about what uh, bad can happen. Like, the season got you know, canceled or moved back in the fall season. I'm just trying to get down there and be able to compete and play. Um, I'm not trying to think about the negatives because there's been so many other things. Vinny, again, you're from that media standpoint. Of course, the founder of Access Baseball, you're also a scout for the Padres. When it comes to a college baseball season and it comes to either recruiting players or covering players, how do you deal with that at, at in a time instead of the normal springtime well I think the positive that would come out of it is that we've been kind of clamoring for the seasons to be switched for for years I remember the first year that I started really um, you know started the blog in 2015 that that springtime was awful there was a lot of snow and there was a lot of cancellations and I remember one of my first blog posts why don't we consider switching it and the uh, you know even the few people that read it the, the uh, their initial reaction was, well, football's too popular, that'll never happen. So maybe it takes a, a highly unusual circumstance like this to where that would happen. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think there's more danger in uh, the contact that goes on in a football game versus what goes on in baseball. And obviously from a weather standpoint, you know, it's, it's definitely more exciting to watch baseball in good weather than 40 degrees. And it's it's usually more exciting to watch football in 40 degrees than 80 degrees. So just from an intro standpoint, I think it makes uh, more compelling action. I don't think it would really affect recruiting that much. I mean, there's still football players every year that go into their senior year in the fall that are uncommitted, and they're kind of just relying on that that short window to, to, to get recruited, and that would just 
be the same for baseball player now. So I don't think it would have a huge effect on recruiting. It would probably help baseball players because they would, you know, have a little bit more time after the season to make something happen. But from my perspective, I definitely would not mind it. And I mean, overall, you guys seem to be cool with it, but is it really uh, logical? Is it really possible, realistic for this to happen? Again, Johnny, you are that baseball player coming up at a big school like UNC in the ACC. I mean, is is this a possibility? And how would North Carolina personally handle from, from this situation? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Um... I'm not quite sure how they'll handle it. I mean, they have a lot of people who are like, you know, looking at uh, every every scenario and they're trying to work through it. Um, we'll be having Zoom calls and everything just to talk about what it's going to be like um, when we get there. But things might change as soon as we get there, you know. So I'm not sure how they'll handle it. And I, yeah, I think it's a possibility. Man. How would they handle it? I don't know. I, I, I The only thing that I know is that... Um, there was a letter sent out by, by the state about the different scenarios uh, ranging from keeping everything the same to canceling it. And in one of the scenarios, it was, you know, you would have uh, switch baseball and football. One of them would be to have uh, two spring seasons segmented, basically, where, you know, baseball would be on the second half of that for high school at least. Um, and that would be basically from like the last week of April until like the middle of June. So it would help weather a little bit, you know, basically pushing it back a month from usual. And for college, I don't know. I mean, it, it would definitely be unprecedented. Um, like, like you said, I mean, it's in the pandemic situation. I think they're gonna exhaust every every possibility. We're gonna have to find out soon, though. I mean, look in the south. A lot of the um, colleges, college football programs are practicing, or to some extent, at least having workouts and we're seeing what happened with Clemson they got the 30 positives so it's real you know it's dangerous and they're trying to figure out how best to manage it so um but they do have to decide soon I mean I was just listening to, to Cuomo I think he said they're going to decide the first week of April uh sorry August what to do as far as the schools coming back and de Blasio said that they're planning on not having them in session more than three days a week and then having it uh, online the other two days so kind of the first domino to fall I think so you're gonna have to adjust accordingly I mean all that plays into effect and really you know we talk about college baseball another aspect could be the high school baseball season and again let's say that let's say it happens with high school ball as well let's say high school goes to the fall let's say high school football goes to the spring let's just say that happens for example I mean, how would that look? What type of picture does that paint? And when it comes to senior athletes, you know, who need that, you know, that senior year to get to that college level, you know, how, how do they approach this new season? Well, my my uh, initial instinct is the downside of it. The only downside would be that if if they had to cancel, if they decided to make that decision and then they cancel the fall. I mean, what does that mean? Does that mean there's not going to be baseball in the spring again? Yeah. Like if they if they had already made that decision to make it in the fall and then they couldn't play, so I don't know. Other than that, I only see it being being a positive. Johnny. Uh yeah, I mean as long as kids get a season, I feel like it doesn't matter when they play. The weather obviously is a huge factor, but as long as they get the season, it. I mean I think that's that's the goal honestly because like obviously this year we didn't have a season and and it hurt a bunch of kids. Um with, you know, college and other stuff like that. So as long as I get a season, 
can't see it being a big problem, but it's just it just the mindset I think would have to change because let's say you played football in the fall, like like then you have to think oh I gotta get ready for baseball instead of football. So I I don't know. I just hope that they have a season. Honestly. I mean that's the most important thing. And again, let's say all of this is thrown into perspective. Let's say all this comes out. I mean, could this be a new precedent? Vinny, you mentioned earlier, this could be a benefit for the future. Let's say it happens. Could this be a precedent? Could it be baseball in the fall from now on, football in the spring? How would that look? And would that be a a likable scenario? I definitely think it could set a precedent. I mean, um, I I don't think it would have happened unless there was a necessity. So, um, you know, in a roundabout way, maybe it winds up being beneficial to the baseball community. and if it goes well, then they'll keep it. Um, you know, I know for me, I just, I could just go based off my experiences. You know, this was really the only spring, ironically, that the weather was good. So you're never gonna, it, it was always a, a hot topic, was, uh, you know, the time of the year in the Northeast. I mean, Johnny can tell you that first year, I remember when he was a freshman, weather was really bad that year, always get cancellations. And then even in 2019, you know, Greg Sauer writing the article about how it was ridiculous that there was no, on the Chaminade field and the catcher was going for a pop-up behind home plate and has to navigate around that. So, look, I'm, I'm in favor for for push it, for, for keeping it that way as as long as, you know, the pandemic is, is under control. I, you always have to preface it with that because I don't want it to come across as insensitive as what we do is more important than, you know, saving lives. It's not, but assuming that it's under control and it's safe to get out there, of course, I want, I want it to be under better know better weather conditions i mean look at right now basically our baseball season started july 6th this year so i don't have to deal with uh you know sitting at 20 degree weather at bellport high school so i'm happy with that giant yeah the weather uh definitely is a big factor i mean it sucks playing in bad weather like I, like that's why one of the reasons why i'm going to north carolina is because the weather is good down there right obviously better than some of the other schools i was getting recruited by but um, yeah, I mean, if everything's under control, I mean, I, I just want to see see kids in high school will play. Honestly, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I feel, I feel bad for it. like my grade, obviously myself, but like the kids, yeah, juniors, like they're this is their year to you know shine, kind of get right. recruited, do all that. So I, I want to see them play. Um, I mean, I, that's all I can really say is. Who do you think got it the worst, Johnny? Out of all the, uh, if you had to say, like from a freshman in high school to a a senior in college, but who do you think at the, the rawest end of the stick? Uh, I'm this, my class definitely didn't have it well. The juniors in high school didn't have it well, definitely. Yeah. The juniors in college, they like some of them got screwed. It's, even the seniors in college, like, there's some seniors that could have got drafted for, you know, it took a hundred thousand, let's say, even fifty thousand. Now they have to sign for twenty thousand or less, you know? Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, they got it the worst. Yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, really, every grade level hits hard. But, I mean, Johnny, your grade definitely, you know, is a big one. And you mentioned the high school juniors and the college juniors. You know, luckily for the seniors in college, they have that extra year of eligibility. So they'll be able to come back. But for the high school seniors, you know, the, these juniors who will be seniors next year have to play for your class and their respective class. 
So they're playing for two classes at the same time, and, and it puts more double the pressure on there. But either way, you know, it's been tough. It's been a tough scenario. Hopefully that clears things up. Johnny Casagnazzi, Vinny Masana, two scholars in the game of baseball. Thank you very much for joining me this afternoon on Carbon Ice Quarter, gentlemen. You guys stay safe. Thank you, Alex. You too. You got it. So overall, I mean, that's our show for today. Thanks so much for joining me on Carbonite's Corner. I'm Alice Carbonite, the play-by-play announcer for Mass Pupil Athletics. And overall, we are back here on Carbonite's Corner. We're still rocking. We're still rolling. And we will see you next time on Carbonite's Corner on Anchor for Spotify. So long.